Thank you for listening to The New Norm. I'm Frank Caramano. Um, let's get something out here first. All I had to hear all day as I record this Monday night was this was a terrible win. The team is dead in the water. Um, you know, if you're struggling to beat bad teams like the Eagles are, that means you must be a bad team. And yes, I get that. You you say that sometimes out of frustration. Hell, you think that during the game. But let's just reiterate here. Um, back against the ropes against two divisional opponents, one of which here on the road. And let me tell you something about Washington. Are they good? Clearly not. Have they been playing better? Of course. They they came back. They beat the Panthers a couple weeks ago. They got Ron Rivera fired. Um, I'm not hearing anybody talk about Green Bay in a negative way. Green Bay barely beat Washington last week in Green Bay. But I'm not hearing anything negative about the Packers. They won. They did their job. They scored more points than the Washington Redskins. So this week, we play them in Washington, a team that had success against us earlier this year. And I'm supposed to be embarrassed in how the Eagles won the game? Listen, the name of the game is score more points than your opponent. Unfortunately, you're not going to blow everybody out in the NFL. I mean, I get it. In 2017, we had a, a good habit of blowing out bad teams. But also, people forget the year we won the Super Bowl is um, we barely beat the New York Giants twice, and that team won two games. So so this whole notion that you're supposed to blow bad teams out, yes, that's ideal. Yes, that would have been more comfortable if one of these three games against these two-win teams and three-win teams we just played, if we could have blasted one of them. But unfortunately, it wasn't in the cards. And... The thing that came out of these games that's the most encouraging is that the team with their backs against the wall, with the season hanging on the line, was able to come up big in big moments. So let's go over the five reasons why the Eagles were able to beat the Washington Redskins and save the season on Sunday. Um, I'll go five. How about Dallas Goddard? Um, I mean, on in terms of a season this year, Dallas Goddard, yes, I, I think he's been more of a disappointment. Um, I had high expectations. I've said it numerous times for Dallas Goddard. I think he has best tight end in the NFL potential. And, you know, this year it's just been, it's just been odd. I mean, he's, he starts the year hurt, um, you know, and then he comes back, he drops the touchdown in the Detroit game. I uh, fumbles the ball against the Cowboys. You know, he fumbles the ball against the Seahawks. He's dropping passes in the Patriots game. You know, it, it just seems like this year it's been one play after the other where Dallas Goddard did not make the play. Well, yesterday, um, with the season on the line, Dallas Goddard made the play. He made one of the best catches of the season. Um, the fact that it had to be one of the best catches of the season will be somebody we talk about a lot later on. But um, regardless, that great one-handed catch you know, got us in a position where we were able to win the football game. And, and Dallas Goddard, I know he hasn't had the year I wish he'd had, or I'm sure any of us wish he had. But, you know, it's the season's in, in front of us here. And if, if Dallas Goddard can, you know, maybe find what I seen in him at, at the start of the season, then, yeah, I mean, it, it, hey, if we win the next two games and Dallas Goddard plays great in them, then, yep, he rewrites that narrative that, you know, this was a disappointing season. He could turn it all 
and it was a good start yesterday. Um, fourth reason, Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz was obviously a very big reason we beat the Giants. He was a big reason we beat the Redskins. You could tell, you know, early in the game, Carson was kind of forcing the ball to Zach Ertz, and, and it wasn't going as well. Uh, I think he, at one point, had four catches on ten targets. I mean, that's not the percentage you want for the guy who's supposed to be your best receiver. But again, I mean, Washington wasn't stupid. I mean, they knew who we were going to throw the ball to. I mean, when you look around the uh, the team, I mean, you look at the options available. I mean, Zach Ertz is the best option available for us by, by leaps and bounds, right? Um. Again, another fourth quarter touchdown for Zach Ertz. Listen, the guy has been scoring every week now. He's making big plays. I, I cannot stress enough. I mean, after that Miami game, yes, I was down on Ertz. It, it was it was criminal what he did in that game. It, it killed the Eagles. I mean, I know he was on the injury report that week, and, and I, the only thing I could assume is that hamstring had to be hampering him more because the guy I saw in Miami has disappeared and gone, and he's become the Zach Ertz we've known the last year and a half, two years in these last two games, which is very encouraging as we're about to play the biggest game of the season. Third reason why, how about Greg Ward? Okay, so let's let's get into Greg Ward. Um, going into the season, I had Greg Ward on my 53. I, I mean, I do a, a projection every year of who's going to make the team, and I don't do it on in terms of what I think should happen. I do it in terms of the what I think the Eagles are going to do. And I actually thought the Eagles were going to keep Greg Ward. Going into this year, I thought he had such a good preseason that there's just no way they're going to let this guy go. You know, um, he'd been with us for three years on and off on our practice squad. He did the good thing last year of going to the AAF, you know, to develop more as a receiver. And I know, you know, you could have your thoughts on the talent that was in that league, but the point was he wanted to be a football player. He was learning how to play wide receiver. And he took the opportunity to go play competitive football games and learn how to play the position better. And he was one of the standout players in the AAF. So for us to cut him and then, you know, bring him up for, you know, a game and then, you know, wave him and then, you know, obviously have him sit on our practice squad for two more months. Um, you know, we're, we're lucky. The Eagles are really lucky that they were able to hold on to Greg Ward. Now, is Greg Ward um, better than Nelson Aguilar? That's without question. Nelson Aguilar has let this team down in every way you can think this season. We've needed him to play the last two weeks. We're playing with three wide receivers. And I know his knee's busted up, but it's like, I, this injury to me is just odd and suspicious because he got hurt in the New England game, right? He misses the Seattle game. He comes back for the Miami game. I didn't see anything during the Miami game that made me think, okay, it was re-aggravated or, or, or injured worse. And hey, I could be wrong. I'm not at practice. I don't know what happened. I mean, maybe he is more hurt, but it's just odd to me that we've needed him for two weeks and he isn't even practicing now. I don't know what happened in that Miami game that has this caused this to, you know, to get worse for him, but he's not even practicing. And the thing is, the Eagles don't miss him. I mean, Greg Ward is better than Nelson Aguilar. Greg Ward has made more plays for this team. He made more plays Sunday than Nelson Aguilar made all season. And I'm talking about big plays. I know Aguilar's had had moments here and there where he's made some plays. He even had a good catch in the Miami game. But it's just the point that, you know, we've needed him and relied on him. And this is supposed to be, you know, the big breakout for Nelson Aguilar. He's in his fifth year. And we're still waiting. And we're still waiting. 
what you know what though it's it's just the heart of Greg Ward and you could tell how pumped the team was that Greg Ward made that catch in the end zone to win that game he was fantastic on that last drive he caught four passes the drive of the season the drive that's going to end the season for the Eagles Greg Ward caught four passes think about that if you if I had told you that in August that Greg Ward was going to be the recipient of four catches on the biggest drive of the season for the Eagles and catch the game-winning touchdown your mind would be blown. You would think, what happened? How did even? How is Greg Ward even playing? Did it? Who got hurt? I mean, it's like, well, everybody got hurt. But the thing is, in everybody getting hurt, he has shown the Eagles that he's one better than Elson Aguilar, and two. I, I, I mean, I'm in the belief of this. Why not Greg Ward going forward? And I'm talking next season as well. The thing is, he's learning this position, and he's getting better every week. And the beautiful thing about Greg Ward is. His contract isn't $9 million a year. So he's better than the guy than they're paying Greg Ward 20 times less. I I can't give this guy enough credit. I, I mean, he could have quit football numerous times here. This is three years of this guy battling to get to the spot. You could see how much that touchdown meant to him. Uh, it meant a lot to the team. You could see, like, especially when Jason Peters is in there celebrating a touchdown like that. I mean, that just shows you. I mean... Jason Peters is the godfather of the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, people could have their opinions on how he's playing and all this other stuff, but regardless, he's the most well-respected man in that locker room. It, that's bar none. When we played in the Super Bowl, people forget Lane was running out holding his jersey. So if you don't think Lane or, um, that Jason Peters is the most respected man in that locker room, then I, 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 I'm sorry, you're getting some wrong information. And you could tell how much that touchdown meant to him for Greg Ward. Even the post game when Doug Peterson gives, you know, the locker room speech and he gives Greg Ward, you know, the big shout out and, and you could just hear how pumped everybody was because he's just a genuinely a good person. So it was great to see. It. And, and again, I have no doubts in my mind. I think Greg Ward's only going to continue to get bet, uh, continue to get better. Remember, this is just his first extended action in the NFL. He's essentially like a rookie. Now, speaking of rookies. Uh, let's go to the second reason we won this game, Miles Sanders. I mean, Miles Sanders was out of this world yesterday. I mean, he was out of this world. I, I had a feeling going into Monday night that Sanders and Ertz were going to be the reason we beat the Giants. And Ertz definitely stepped up, but it wasn't Sanders. He was cramping up and ended up being Boston Scott. So Miles did me a favor and he said, you know what? Maybe I wasn't the reason we beat the Giants, but I was sure as hell going to be the reason we beat the freaking uh, Redskins. 122 yards, that unbelievable run on third and 11. And then when he got in that open field, you just saw that burst of speed. Again, it's just so odd to see guys running by guys on uh, any eagle that outruns the opponent. It, it just blows your mind this year. You're just so un, un, you know, it's so like just jarring seeing that somebody actually can break away from somebody on the other team and not get caught. So when it happens, it just, it just makes your mind want to explode. Well, Miles Sanders is, you know, I thought he could be a very good player. This was a game that showed me maybe he could be a great player. He could be something. I mean, let, let's just go to that great touchdown pass, the one that everybody's going to talk about with Carson Wentz. Well, what people didn't notice on this play was, yeah, he threw Wentz threw a frozen rope into that end zone. And Miles Sanders caught the ball with his hands. He caught the ball with his hands. In comparison... 
Think about when Ortega Whiteside, the wide receiver we picked in the same round as Miles Sanders, when he dropped his touchdown, it was because he tried to catch the ball with his body. Miles Sanders is a running back, and a running back who I was told had catching the football issues at Penn State. Ortega Whiteside is a wide receiver who I was told had speed issues but catches everything. And one is catching the ball with his body, and the other is catching it with his hands. Uh, Yeah, you know what? Uh, Maybe Deuce Staley doesn't get enough credit. I mean, the running backs, like I said, they have been the biggest success of the team this season. They're the only position where you're seeing, you know, encouraging signs and player improvement and everything. And, and, you know, Deuce does deserve a lot of credit for that. Last season, I mean, it was was Smallwood and Adams when we made the playoffs. This year, he's made... You know, Miles Sanders get better and better every single week. Boston Scott has now become a player. He's become a threat for this team. You know, Jordan Howard was having a great year. But, you know, Miles catching, you know, I mean, he had 170, uh, what was it, 177 yards in that game yesterday. He was incredible. He was the spark that we needed to win that game. That 3-11 run, I can't get over how unbelievable that play was and the speed he showed. The number one reason, though, we won the game, again, it's Carson Wentz. Second consecutive week, Carson Wentz did it again. When this team needed Carson Wentz to put him on their back, he did it. But you know what? I'm not going to sit here and say, you know, Carson Wentz was perfect because he was far from it. He's fumbling the ball way too much. It's it's. I saw a stat. He had 45 fumbles. The next guy in the last, like, three years, that's even close to him, was Jameis Winston. He was like 21. He's putting the ball on the ground every single game. He did it three times in this game. He fumbled the ball, one of which was overturned because it was a pass, but he had two other fumbles, one in uh, an unbelievably crucial moment that could have cost us our season. I mean, really, him fumbling that ball in in that fourth quarter, I mean, Washington scores there. We might be done. And again, he had good protection on that fumble. The big thing that I I keep seeing with the guy who just won the Heisman, Joe Burrow, is a play everybody loves to show. And it's a great great play to highlight because it's just such, it shows how well coached Joe Burrow is, is where he's in the pocket and he's always got two hands on the football and he's protecting the football. Carson does not do that. And, And to me, that is a coaching point. It's not just a player point. Carson should know to protect the football, but Carson should also be being coached. This fumbling thing is not a new issue. This is a career-long issue. He's been doing it since he got into the NFL, and it has not changed yet. In fact, it's getting worse. But on to the good of Carson Wentz. I mean, I know everybody's talking about the throw to Sanders that we just talked about. Um, yes, obviously, that is an unfreaking real pass. But again, it's also like, if you wanted to be truthful about the play, he should have took off and ran and forgot the first down. I mean, it's 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 you don't want to see things like that. If you can get a first down, just get a first down. But I'm not gonna you know sit here and, and criticize the guy for throwing one of the best throws of his entire NFL career, and and Miles making a play. I mean, that's the thing that Wentz could do when he gets out of the pocket. He seems to be more comfortable. And yes, here's one thing I will say: the Eagles are rolling him out more. They are getting him on the run a little bit. They got to keep playing to that strength. Now, here's what we got to figure out. 
with this game coming up against the Cowboys. Obviously, Dallas is a little bit better team. I mean, a lot better team than the Dolphins, than the Giants, and the Redskins. And we need to figure out a way how we can get Carson Wentz to play like Carson Wentz in the fourth quarter of the last two weeks in the first quarter and then continue that throughout the football game. Um, I, I think he's starting to begin trusting some of the wide receivers. I mean, especially J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. You can see he has a little trust in throwing the ball to uh, Boston Scott. Those wheel routes have been working. Anything into the flat to Boston Scott's been working. Obviously, he's comfortable throwing the ball to Miles Sanders. He's very comfortable throwing the ball to Zach Ertz. I mean, he's somewhat comfortable throwing the ball to Dallas Goddard. But Carson Wentz, these last two weeks, I mean, the one thing I kept saying is I just need him to come up clutch. He's not clutch. He's not clutch. And, you know, in six days, he's had two game-winning touchdown drives. And and these aren't game-winning touchdown drives where it's like, um, the game was tied. You know what I mean? There's two minutes left. And, you know, he took a step. And, you know, if you didn't score, we didn't lose. No, we were losing both games. The football games were ending if we don't score touchdowns. And he did it twice. And he delivered them with two touchdown passes. That I mean, the one yesterday at award, that is an incredible pass. He was fantastic. We just need that guy to show up for four quarters and not two or one. You know, I mean, we, we need him the entirety of a football game. He's getting closer to being what everybody wants him to be. It's just figuring out how to do it for the entirety of the football game. And I'm hopeful. I, I think that, you know, going into this Dallas game, I mean, he's playing confident. He's starting to play football again. This is a good thing now. This is a game where I know a lot of people are going to be worried about, you know, our defense. And let, let's talk about the defense first. Um, let's go into the negatives of the football game, the bigger issues. Um, our defense line sucks. Let's just be honest. They suck. This is a sucky unit. I'm tired of hearing about uh, Josh Wett's getting pressures and, and the defense sucks. Dwayne Haskins w- was getting sacked every seven plays going into this game. Like, that's impossible. Like, that's how bad the Redskins' offensive line was. And Brandon Scherf wasn't playing in this game. And we did not touch Dwayne Haskins unless we brought more than they can block. Our front four could not get any pressure on Dwayne Haskins. And that's been a recurring theme. You know, I know Brandon Graham had a good, uh, you know, run there in the middle of the season here where he was making plays. And, you know, midway through, I thought he was having a pretty damn good year. And then it's like he just went away. And and Fletcher Cox had, you know, three really good games in a row. And then this one here, you know, it, Fletcher Cox really didn't have a good game. He was, un, he was non-existent. And it, and it comes down to, with the Eagles, if those two guys aren't making plays, the defensive line isn't making plays. And, and, you know, Derek Barnett, of course, he can't play. He's hurt every year. Just makes you wonder if the Eagles got T.J. Watt. You see how good that guy is? Same draft, late first-round pick in Philadelphia. The Steelers drafted T.J. Watt. There's this thing now in the NFL. Maybe you should draft the brothers of really good football players, especially defensive linemen, because, like, J.J. Watt was really good. Well, guess what? T.J. Watt's really good. Just like Joey Bosa's really good. Well, Nick Bosa's really good. Um, yeah, I did this defense line, and I know we run this wide nine, and it's supposed to draw pressure. And the only the, the thing about the wide nine is you're supposed to be susceptible to the run. Well, t- we're susceptible to everything right now because we cannot get to the quarterback. And let me give you a straight-up heads up. If you cannot, if you cannot 
get to Dak Prescott, we will be torched. It's just been obvious here the last couple weeks that if we don't get home, we get in trouble. And we get in trouble fast. We're susceptible to big plays. We're susceptible to a lot of big plays. It happened again. The two rookie receivers again beating the Eagles. One last week was Darius Slate, and here it is, Terry McLaurin again. His two best games are coming against the Philadelphia Eagles. It's concerning. It's very concerning. You know, our defense played so good. So good against Seattle. So good against New England. I mean, it was it was good. It was encouraging to see because, I mean, that's Tom Brady and Russell Wilson. And then these last three weeks, we get absolutely lit up by Ryan Fitzpatrick. Eli kills us in the first half at home. Eli, the guy who hadn't played in two and a half months. Now Dwayne Haskins, who was the lowest rated passer in the NFL, comes in here and has his best game. In fact, he didn't turn the ball over until the last play of the game when they were trying to get a Hail Mary off. And Schwartz did the right thing. He did what the Saints do on these plays. And he just rushed more than they could block and just hit the quarterback before he had a chance to throw it up. The defense is very concerning. The defensive line, like I said, is extremely concerning. But I mean, we're going to come in here and they're going to have a chance. Obviously, you can right a a lot of wrongs this week. You could prove a lot of people wrong. I have my doubts, clearly. I don't know what the defensive game plan is going to be, but I do know if you let Amari Cooper run one-on-one with these receivers, we're going to be in a lot of trouble. The year we won the Super Bowl, he had a double move for a touchdown when he was a part of the Raiders. Last year, everybody knows what he did against the Eagles last year. He still scored. I mean, you, you want to see Jim... And guess what? In the second half again, the Eagles started playing a lot more cover two where they were dropping the boat safeties to take away the deep play. This is something they're going to have to do again. You cannot let Amari Cooper beat you. I know you can't let Michael... I mean, Michael Gallup's good. If you try to take Cooper away, sure, Michael Gallup can get you. But I'd rather have Michael Gallup get me than Mar, uh, Amari Cooper. That's just the, that's the facts. I mean, that's the truth of it. Amari Cooper is a much better player than Michael Gallup. Sorry, that's the truth. You have to live with it. If that's something you have to live with, then that's fine. I just hope Jim Schwartz wakes up and makes adjustments and, and, and understands what's going on here because the defensive effort we've put together the last two weeks, especially the two, first two quarters against the Giants and these four quarters against the Redskins and, heck, the four quarters against the Dolphins, we're, we're done. You won't beat Dallas if you play like that. But let's go back to offense here. I want to talk about another very disappointing thing. This J.J. Ortega-Whiteside deal. I mean, I'm giving him praise last week for that great over-the-shoulder catch. And then here he is in this game. You know, he plays 71 of the 77 snaps. He has two targets and no catches. In fact, he dropped the ball in the end zone. I saw a stat today of all the wide receivers and, you know, all their stats this season. Like, um, And these are the rookie wide receivers and, you know, let me, let me pull it up here. Let's just go over what the rookie class this year is doing in terms of... And these guys, by the way, I'm going to say, everybody I'm going to say, um, these are not first-round picks. Let's go. A.J. Brown, 47 catches, 893 yards, 7 touchdowns. That's a kid for the Titans. Uh, McLaurin, 51 catches, 833 yards, 7 touchdowns. D.K. Metcalf, 52, 819 yards, 6 touchdowns. Slayton, 44, 690, 8 touchdowns. 
Uh, Hollywood Brown, first round pick, 43 uh, catches, 563 yards uh, for 563 yards, seven touchdowns. Debo Samuel for the Panthers, 48 catches, 669 yards, three touchdowns. Deontay Johnson, third round pick Steelers, 47 catches, 525 yards and four scores. And then McCall Hardman, 25, 508 and six touchdowns. Um, Here's the numbers for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, who has had to play over 70% of the snaps in five of our games this season. So it's not like J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has not had opportunities. He's had more than plenty of playing opportunities to make plays. Eight catches, 130 yards, and one touchdown. Come on now. I get it. He's a rookie. I don't want to write the kid off, but he was horrible yesterday. He has a penalty that brings a play back. He's running into wide receivers out there. He looks confused as to what the routes are all the time. I can't tell you how many times in a game I see him with his hands up in the air not knowing what's going on. I am 100% positive. If he didn't have to play, he wouldn't be playing. And in fact, if Aguilar does come back, I actually think that Aguilar is going to, like, his playing for J.J. Ortega-Whiteside, his time is going to be, you know, considerably less. I can envision a scenario where Rob Davis starts playing over him, and and rightfully so. This guy is just lost on this football field right now. And to not catch that football in the end zone, I mean, it's not that he dropped it, and it may have been tipped, I get it, but his plan was to let that ball hit him in the body. He's not using his hands to catch the football. Like I said, Miles Sanders is using his hands to catch the football. This guy isn't. I mean, he... We were busting on Mac Collins. I was very critical of him just zero catches, zero catches, zero. He was a zero. Well, guess what? Against the Redskins yesterday, J.J. Ortega-Whiteside was a complete zero. He had two catches against the Giants. Greg Ward is 10 times better than him. It's not even close. Greg Ward was a quarterback in college. Like, they're not even on the same level. If it comes down to it, Carson Wentz is throwing the ball to Greg Ward. He is not throwing it to J.J. Ortega-Whiteside. He cannot trust him. I can't understand what's going on with this kid. But it's just painful when you see the wide receivers that were picked in this class. And there are a lot of good ones. And we whiffed again. This skill position whiffing, man, it's, it's just, it's disheartening. It's so damn disheartening. Because there was so much talent out there for us to have. And we could have been such a better football team because of it. And here we are. And again, listen, the draft was not a complete bust. We got Andre Dillard, who looks like he could be the left tackle of the future. I mean, I know he struggled at right tackle, but he was very good when he had to play left tackle. And then, you know, you get a guy like Miles Sanders, who who was a game changer yesterday. So it's not all bad, but it's just J.J. Ortega-Whiteside is just, ugh, ugh. But here we are this week. We got the game we wanted. Listen, I know it wasn't the prettiest getting here, but it doesn't matter. In the NFL, the goal is to win, and we won. And we get Dallas at home. This, I, I don't care what the records are. I get it that both teams are just 7-7. Seven and seven. It didn't go as pretty as it could be. And if the Eagles just had you know stepped up and beaten the crappy Dolphins and the crappy Lions, you know th- this game really wouldn't even matter. It would be a win. We win the division. And if you lose, you just have to beat the Giants next week, and the division's over. But we're in a spot here where we have to beat Dallas at home to win the division. And I'm pretty sure if at the beginning of the season we had, you know, 
played this scenario out and said, you know what, hey, we're going to have Dallas at home with a chance to win the division. If you beat them, you win the division. People would take that. And of course, why not? You should have the advantage. The game's at home. This is what you wanted. You thought when the schedule came out, this would be the game. And guess what it is? And I get it. No Alshon Jeffrey. No Deshaun Jackson. You know, Lane Johnson, who knows? He might be hobbled um, if he's able to play. You know, Nelson Aguilar isn't going to play, and that might be a good thing. You look around, uh, Jordan Howard, who knows if he's going to be able to play. Go to the defensive side. Barnett, I have no clue. It's just his yearly injury, and he might not play, whatever. But it's like, defensively, more so than anything, at least I'm looking around and I go, a majority of the guys we were going to have to rely on are still there. So you, you hope the defense can kind of figure this out. Offensively, it is what it is. But you know what? The last couple of weeks, at least they've clicked. It seems like there's some confidence building there. I'm seeing guys step up, these young guys. It feels like it's reinvigorated this team. Seeing a guy like Boston Scott. I mean, he's got, what, 13 catches in two weeks. He's been nothing but a surprise for the Eagles, and that's good. We needed this. Makes you wonder why Boston Scott wasn't playing last year when we were in the playoffs. We could have definitely used him because people forget he was on the active roster when we were in the playoffs. But here he is now, and he's he's showing speed. He's showing signs of life. He's definitely a threat in the pass game. How about the play he made yesterday when the Wentz play, which was an incomplete pass but was ruled a fumble at this time. I mean, he's a better tackler than our corners and linebackers. He he did this thing. I couldn't believe what I, my, my eyes. He actually, like got behind the guy, and he swiped for the football to cause a fumble. None of our defenders do that. But this guy did it. It's like, is, Car- is, is Boston Scott a better tackler than, I mean, probably, I mean, if you guys saw yesterday, Rasul Douglas, I mean, how unbelievably bad his tackling was yesterday. I mean, this was, this was his strength last year, Rasul Douglas. Now he's afraid to hit people. He has a terrible penalty. It was ticky-tack, yeah, sure, but, I mean, he had a penalty on a play where we actually did get a sack on. Would have been, like, the only sack until the last play of the game. We know Ronald Darby struggles tackling. Avante Maddox misses a tackle yesterday, and McLaren runs to the house. It's The tackling on this team is so scary, and yet Boston Scott's making not just a great tackle, but he's stripping the football. He's going for the football on a tackle. Novel concept. But can the Eagles beat the Cowboys? Absolutely, they can beat the Cowboys. I know people are a little bit more worried now because Dallas played such a great game on Sunday. And guess what? Good for them. They have the ability to do that. The Cowboys don't suck. I mean, I know they were playing down, and I know they were playing to the to their competition, and but they don't suck. If you had convinced yourself the Cowboys suck, then it, that's just that's foolish. I mean, I want them to suck. I was hoping they sucked, but they don't suck. I had a feeling they were going to show up for that game. I had a feeling they were going to win that game yesterday. They put it together. They're a team too. If they put it together, they could be pretty damn good. I mean, they have just as many good players, right? I know this whole thing is if their talent's questionable or not. And you know what? When they were losing, it was a fair question. I was starting to consider maybe I'm overrating their talent. But they put it together yesterday. And it was a game the Rams needed. Dallas really didn't need And they blew the doors off them. But this is a different animal now. They're coming up to Philadelphia. This isn't in their homer dome. This isn't perfect weather. They're going to have to play in a little bit of a uh, little bit of cold weather now. We could punch them in the mouth here. 
I get it. I know last year they came up to Philly and they beat the Eagles, but guess what? That game, we just did not play football, really, for the first three quarters. Had a chance to win at the end and just couldn't stop them. Same thing happened when we actually played them in Dallas. This one's made for the Eagles. This is what you wanted at the beginning of the year. Dallas at home to win the division. You got you, you got to get this monkey off our back. You got to beat the Cowboys. We haven't beaten them since we won the Super Bowl. It's, it's there for the taking. This is there for the taking. And if if this team has any fear of playing this team, then they're, that that'd be unbelievable to me. Because I get it. I know I'm going to hear all week the talent on Dallas. They have this. They have that. Well, I think the Eagles have enough talent. I, like I said, I don't believe the offense is going to be the issue in this game. I think the offense is starting to find itself. I'm hoping I'm right. I'm hoping they are. I mean, yeah, they could lay a stinker out there, and, and then we'll revisit this conversation next week, and it won't be as pleasant. But the way the offense is played, and I don't care if it's against the Giants and Redskins. I don't care if it's against the Dolphins. you got to have confidence. They're playing now with some confidence. And I know the defense just ugged these last couple games, but you know what? A lot of those guys played on that Super Bowl team. You know, Jenkins, McLeod, Darby, Mills, Bradham, Cox, Graham. You know, Gruje Hill was on the team. Gary, I mean, these guys were on the team. I mean, Gary was on the practice squad, but regardless, I mean, they were in the building. Timmy Jernigan. Vinnie Curry. I, and I know you'll say, well, New England killed them in the Super Bowl, but Minnesota did not kill them. Atlanta did not kill them. And those games were in Philadelphia. We need that defense to show up. They show up, we're beating Dallas. I don't know what's going to happen. It all depends on what Schwartz decides the, you know, the game plan is. And I hope the game plan is take Amari Cooper out of the game. I think Ezekiel Elliott's a very scary guy to play in this game. I mean, he, he's been killing the Eagles of late. Looks like he found a little bit of what he had been missing the last couple weeks. He had a great game yesterday. He's a great player. You don't have to like him, but he's a great player, and he's an Eagle killer. And here's the, another thing to, to get on here. We're, we're once again home underdogs. Again, they're showing, they're telling you they don't believe in this team because... They played close games with bad teams, but they won two in a row. They found ways to win. The heart was there. In Philly, heart of, I hope, a champion. I, I think the Eagles are going to win. I really do. I have a feel. I just have a good feeling we're going to win this football game. I mean, you could call it bias, but I mean... I really haven't been too biased on the Eagles this year. I mean, I know what I'm looking at. I know what I'm seeing. I know who's playing. But the guys who are playing now, I just believe they want it. They need it. This is no longer, well, we won the Super Bowl. Haha, everything's going to come to us. We don't have to earn a damn thing. Well, no, these guys want to earn it. There's a lot of hungry guys playing. And Carson Wentz, is he might be the hungriest. I've never seen him play at the level he's played these last two weeks in the fourth quarter. He's been incredible. Hoping he could stretch it out through the game. That's on Doug. That's on Mike Rowe. That's on, you know, Press Taylor. That offense needs to have a good game plan in that first half. We have to win the first half. You cannot start slow. And it's not like they've started slow um, 
last week. They definitely started slow against the Giants. They didn't start slow against the Dolphins. So it hasn't been a recurring theme, but it's just you cannot afford to start slow. And again, when you think about it, actually the last three home games they have, they've started slow. I know New England, they scored a touchdown there at the end of the first quarter, but that was it. Got to put points on the board here quick. If, if You're going to have to outscore Dallas. I mean, the defense, like I said, can they find it? I'm hoping they can. They played good, good enough in Philadelphia. Nobody scored more than 20 on us the last, you know, three games we've played in Philly. Faith is there. This is what you want. The season here comes down to one game. You can't, you, you can't be disappointed in that. This is encouraging. This is a good sign. This is what we wanted. Is there a better feeling than taking the season from the Dallas Cowboys? I mean, remember, in 08, the same scenario in Philly, playoff game essentially. We beat the crap out of 44-6. to And that Eagles team ended up winning nine games only in the regular season, which is the max we could win this season. And they played in the NFC title game. So please, spare me that, you know, oh, they can't beat anybody come a playoff game. All I had to hear all week was, oh, you think you're going to beat the Niners? Well, the Niners couldn't beat the Falcons at home in a game they needed. So don't tell me anybody in this conference isn't beatable. Everybody's beatable. There is no dominant team. They don't exist this season. Don't let us in. That's all I'll say. If we get in, watch out. I have not stopped believing. Again, like I said, don't stop believing. It's okay. You can still dream. I know people want to laugh at you, but you can dream. They're laughing at me, and I don't care. Laugh along. Ha, ha, ha. Because I have a good feeling I'm going to be laughing at you come 7.30 on Sunday. You know? You know, the wrestling quote of the week. Goldberg, right? Who's next? Dallas. But they ain't last. We got a bunch more games after this. This is just the first. This is the first quote-unquote playoff game. Well, not really because I feel like the Giants game was a playoff game. I feel like the Redskins game was a playoff game. And our backs were against the wall and we were dead in the water. And we came back and won both of them. Part 3 happens Sunday. I want to thank you for listening to The New Norm. Go Birds. Thank you.